When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What a weekend. The Colts, this close to signing another safety. You can't have enough safeties, evidently. Indiana might lose Trace Jackson Davis. He declared for the NBA draft, but this is procedural more than anything else. The Indiana uh, women's Hoosier team, they picked up a transfer, Sydney Parrish, the 2020 Miss Basketball out of Hamilton Southeastern High School. Scotty Scheffler wins the Masters. The Pacers lose their final game. We'll go over the odds that they'll get the first overall pick. And uh, Cleveland, all of a sudden, Pacers fans need to become Cavaliers fans. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, April 11th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Michael Neal, the best dentist that, that there is. Call him. 317-849-2933. You got dental problems? He's got dental solutions. Let's go. There's no doubt who the best dentist in the area is. That is Dr. Mike O'Neill. All right. The Colts signed a safety, or they're about to sign a safety. It hasn't been announced that the contract has been signed yet, but they have agreed in terms, according to reports, uh, Rodney McLeod. Rodney McLeod's kind of interesting. He's a little bit old. Uh, an undrafted free agent in 2012 of the St. Louis Rams. I was in St. Louis in 2012, traveled with the Rams. Rodney McLeod is a really, really good dude. He has become a really good safety. He did that playing for the Rams and then playing for the Eagles. Four years with the Rams, six years with the Eagles. Last year, 13 games, 58 tackles, two picks. So he's a depth piece. Think Mike Adams. For those of you who have been Colts fans for a little bit. Back uh, six, seven years ago, eight years ago, the Colts signed a free agent safety named Mike Adams. He was 33 years old. He was a guy that people thought, you know what, how much more footballs he got in him? He had quite a bit more football. That is kind of what Rodney is at this point in his career. He's a depth piece. You hope he can give you some, some snaps he, he is a guy, and this comes off the signing of Armani Watts last week. Armani Watts, a replacement for uh, George Odom. McLeod is a guy who's kind of a replacement for what the Colts never got. And, and that, sadly, is Teron Matthew. It would seem that they're out of the running for Matthew, and so they sign McLeod. This is a little bit, this is the complaint about Chris Ballard. That, you know what, there's a plan A. If they can't get plan A done, if the guy won't bite on that deal, they go to a plan B and they sign a safety of lesser talent 
than what they had uh, hoped for originally. There is no doubt that Rodney McLeod is not Teron Matthew, all right? So it, it's not time to go print Super Bowl tickets or a uh, buy the, uh, the fabric for a banner to hang at Lucas Oil Stadium, at least not a Super Bowl championship banner at Lucas Oil Stadium because he signed Rodney McLeod. But he is a depth piece. Ballard is really good at building the back half of the roster. This is part of that effort. What are you going to do? We mentioned it, but it bears mention again because it's really procedural. Trace Jackson Davis declared for the draft, but he's going to maintain his eligibility. What he's going to find out is that he is a back half of the second round pick at best going into this season. And what he is going to have to do to move that draft stock north, he is going to have to prove he can shoot or prove he can defend down on the post. You cannot be a back-to-the-basket four in the NBA at this period in the NBA's history. You have either got to be a stretch four, or you can be a back-to-the-basket five. Trace Jackson Davis right now is neither of those. He's going to have to prove he can shoot. He did not do that last year. He's got to become more comfortable shooting the basketball. If he does that, he's got a chance to move his stock forward It's unlikely to happen for him without playing another year at Indiana. So I guess that's good news for Indiana fans, not such good news for uh, Trace Jackson Davis, who really covets the millions of dollars he can make in the NBA. He's very, very close. He just needs that one kind of link in the chain to be able to go get that money, and that's to be able to shoot. So what you're going to have is very, very similar to what you had this past year. You have a lot of starters coming back, but a lot of teams have a lot of starters coming back. We'll see what happens with Xavier Johnson. We talked about it on Friday, what Xavier Johnson did. Uh, You know, you get the report from the police, and you see that this was just stupidity on parade. And we'll see how that affects the Hoosiers moving forward. But if you've got Johnson, and then you've got whoever plays the two, whether it's, it's Bates, or uh, maybe, well, Miller Cop can't play the two, but maybe Trey Galloway can play the two. That could happen. Jalen Hood Shafino could play the two, the incoming freshman from Mount Verde. That could happen. And then three, four, and five, you could have, although this is uh, like Miller Cop is persona non grata among Indiana fans for some reason. I don't understand the hatred for Miller Cop. He came into Indiana, he transferred in as a 36% three-point shooter. He, 36.1 last year at Indiana. What did you think he was going to be? Anybody who thought that Miller Cop was going to come in and knock down 47% from beyond the arc doesn't know how to read a statistical sheet. I mean, it's pretty damn easy. After three years at Northwestern, he's 36%. His year at Indiana, he's 36%. If you think he's going to like all of a sudden leap 10% and start making a higher percentage at Indiana, you're not processing information in a, a clear-headed way. You're letting your heart decide what Miller Cop should do rather than uh, your brain. Miller Cop is Miller Cop. So who else could play the three? Great question. We'll see. Race Thompson He may come back. He may enter the transfer portal. He hasn't announced that he's doing either yet. 
But if you've got Johnson, Hood Shafino, Bates, Galloway at the two, Cop, uh, or uh, Geronimo, Jordan Geronimo at the three, Race and Trace at the four and the five, you got a pretty good team. That's a team that comes back likely better than they were last year. That's a good thing. 9-11 and 11 in the Big Ten last year. A couple of wins in the Big Ten tournament. Need to kick that can down the road and move that forward. Get better. Looks like Mike Woodson doing that. Good recruiting class coming in. Top 20 recruiting class coming into Indiana this year. That's a good thing. We'll see if they pick up any transfers. I got to tell you, I hope they don't. I do not like the transfer portal. I don't want Indiana to indulge in it. Do not go into that light. Look at the look at the transfers, and maybe year two with some of these guys is going to be a little bit better, but two of them are gone. Parker Stewart, who kind of came in mid-year last year, didn't play, and then played the entirety of the 21-22 season. Xavier Johnson, Parker Stewart, and Miller, and, uh, Miller Cop, Michael Durr. Those are the transfers. You feel great about what those guys brought to the program? All right, that's up to you. Uh, Sydney Parrish transferring to IU from Oregon. Uh, the post was that it's time to come home. Sydney Parrish missed basketball at Hamilton Southeastern, a clear missed basketball in 2000 from Hamilton Southeastern High School. She is going to help uh, Indiana kind of move forward in in the. Sort of this, the current iteration of Indiana women's basketball is sort of Ellie Patberg graduating. Got to have a master's, maybe a doctorate. I'm not sure. Seven years at Indiana. Long time at Indiana. Good for Ellie. That even, that outstrips my six years at Indiana. I don't feel so bad. People, you know, John Blutarski, seven years of college down the drain, you know, Ellie Patberg making it okay for kids to stick around a while. We like it. Uh, Ali Ali, he is transferring to Butler from Akron. He is a 6'8 forward uh, from Kendallville, Indiana, which is kind of in that area between Fort Wayne and South Bend. Uh, East Noble High School graduate, 13.9 points per game, a 40% three-point shooter. Bryce Golden, he's leaving Butler going to Loyal of Chicago, and I can't blame him. Loyal of Chicago, it's got its own private lake, a beautiful library, gorgeous. Its own L-stop, for God's sake, right there on the lake. Beautiful campus. My son went to Loyola, played basketball there. Could not have had a better time. Wonderful. Hey, by the way, hit subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go. Didn't say that at the onset. That's the way it goes. Pacers season came to an end. Woo! Yesterday. I feel like by watching parts, I think of all 82 games, I deserve some kind of uh, some kind of award from the Pacers. The Pacers were not competitive, especially toward the end of the year. They were not healthy. They were not competitive. Brogdon, Turner, those guys didn't play down the stretch. Uh, Duarte wasn't playing. You you had a lot of guys sitting watching the guys who played. You know what? They gave it their best. T.J. McConnell was pretty good yesterday against the Nets. The Nets beat the Pacers 134-126. Uh, we did see glimpses of a bright future. 
and that is a really, really good thing. Tyrese Halliburton was terrific. Isaiah Jackson this year, good in spots. We'll see if they re-sign Lance Stevenson. Uh, The Pacers finished fifth overall, which means here here is the chance that Indiana will draft at specific spots. They have a 10.5% chance of drafting number one, number two, or number four, 10.5%, 10.6% chance of drafting number three. So really, you've got about a 44% chance, let's call it a coin flip, of drafting in the top four of the draft. Then, fifth overall pick, you got a 2.2% chance because there are chances of teams beneath the Pacers to move up into the top four and, and kick the Pacers down from five, they have a 26, 26.7% chance of drafting sixth, an 8.7% chance of, uh, well, 19.6% chance of drafting sixth, 26.7% chance of drafting seventh, 8.7% chance at number eight, and 0.6% chance at number nine. That is the worst they can do this year. Cleveland, all of a sudden we're becoming Cleveland fans. Because the Pacers will get Car- the, the pick that they got back from Cleveland for Karis LeVert if the Cavaliers make the playoffs. They made the play-in. So they've got a game against the Nets where if they win that game, they're in. If they lose that, it's at Brooklyn. If they lose that game, they play another game against the winner of the Hawks and the Hornets to secure the eighth spot. If they could lose the first, get the second, that would be great for the Pacers. The Pacers would get as much out of that draft pick as they possibly could, and that would be a really good thing. If you've got a top four pick and the number, let's say, 15 or 16 pick in the draft, you got a chance to bring in two pieces of a puzzle to join Halliburton and Heal. If you can find a way to hold on to Jalen Smith, that's good. Uh, Chris Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, these two pieces, that is really, really, really good. That's a way to move this thing forward. Little bit, the upcoming year, following year, Pacers with a real chance to kick that can forward and become a threat in the Eastern Conference all of a sudden. Let's celebrate some birthdays, can't we? I'm reading a book by David Mamet. It's called Recessional. It's really good. It's about a, uh, a lack of, of ability to have discourse and hope in the United States and what's required for us to recapture that hope. Think, as you move forward today, and we always tell you to lift people up, right? Lift people up. Try to be happy. Be hopeful. That's a great thing to be. Be hopeful. Treat people respectfully. Let's go. All right, here's celebrating a birthday today. The great Carol Williams celebrating a birthday up there in Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, Richard Sutton, happy birthday. Holly Ogilvy Worthen, happy birthday. Steve Wilmoth, happy birthday. David Sparks, who I was in homerooms with uh, throughout the duration of my high school because close in alphabetics. Uh, Gil Gross, the great Gil Gross, the great Randy Earls. Celebrating a birthday, Mina Heidenreich, happy birthday, and Nathan Cameron, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. 
that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Later today, we're talking about the NFL draft. We'll talk a little bit about the NBA draft, too. Major League sports action in central Indiana, gone. However, we will continue to move the needle with important and impactful sports news. It's what we do.